0: You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network.
1: Holly Cotton here, and you guys know that I love people that have a unique platform and that are doing awesome things in the world. I am super excited for our guest today. His name is Maynard Okarake, and if you guys see him on Instagram, he is known as Bill Nye Meets World Star. So he is trying to basically bring awareness and and make science cool. Welcome Maynard.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I
1: appreciate it. Okay. So first, let me give you guys a little background on him. So of course, you know, anytime I have a guest, I go in and do my research. <laughs> so I know what happened a little bit of the background. So he actually started off as a civil environmental engineering, or that was his major in college. And then he went off into wildlife science and then he ended up in nuclear engineering so yeah y'all he's real smart and (laughs) and so he kind of is just using his voice to not only make science fun but also to bridge that gap that's there to say hey I am a black man. I'm doing all of this stuff. Yes, we can be nuclear engineers and all of these things too. So I can't wait to hear all of his story. So first, I guess Maynard, can you kind of just go into that? I know you do a lot of talking about that and just the stigmas that there were when you walked in and said, hey, I'm a nuclear engineer. So so kind of give us an idea of your background and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pretty crazy journey just to get to the point where I'm at in STEM. And that's one of the many things that I highlight on my platform, because I love to showcase diversity and inclusion and representation. Because as you know, there aren't many of us that look like us in the STEM fields. And so my background, you know, I had a major love for wildlife growing up i was always that natural explorer i used to go to like local ponds and just catch snakes and frogs and salamanders that was like my first love my first introduction into science and so i went to school originally to study wildlife science and i remember being told by my peers uh, even teachers and other educators that I shouldn't go into wildlife science, that there wouldn't be any opportunities for me, and that I needed to go to where the money at. You need to go to engineering, you needed to go to computer science and all that, right? So I was kind of talked out of that natural love and that natural curiosity. And that's what got me into the engineering fields. I was like, okay, I could still kind of find uh, somewhat familiarity in environmental area. If I pursue environmental and civil engineering, um, I did an internship as a nuclear engineer for a while. And all these fields, even when I got into engineering, still I still felt excluded. I still didn't feel really wanted. You know, I was at, I was at a predominantly white institution at uh, the University of Washington in Seattle. So even getting into my engineering department there still weren't people that looked like me and so it was really my natural love my curiosity to really seek more and to really find other opportunities to be able to find success in life that really just kept me going i didn't really have any support around me and so it was tough you know and a lot of times even like I mentioned in the post that you talked about when i was doing my nuclear engineering internship I felt so. I felt so, like such an outsider because I'll tell people the work that I did, and it was just this kind of mind-blowing, kind of unfathomable like choice that I was. Oh, you're you're nuclear engineering. You're studying nuclear engineering, and just that kind of mantra and just that constant uh, reinforcement of not being accepted or not feeling like this was a place that spoke to me really talked me out of a lot of different opportunities and eventually graduated uh, with a degree in civil and environmental engineering and worked in the engineering field for a number of years with a big engineering firm in Seattle and still I was one of the only few that looked like me in that space and I, and I started to find that there was a commonality within a lot of us Uh, Feeling like we were the only ones, feeling like we were excluded out of these fields. And I had a chance to do so many different uh, mentorships with uh, different students because I was always looking to give back. And I always found that this was a crux, right, that really uh, took us out of entering these fields. And I really wanted to find a way to reshape that and change that mentality and showcase representation and show how dope these fields can be and that these fields were places that needed our voice and needed our energy into them and so that's really part of what i do with my platform is not only sparking curiosity in science overall, but showcasing that these are the fields that we want to be in and that we are, that we should feel accepted into these fields. And so representation and diversity in STEM is a big part of what I do with my hip hop science platform now.
1: First of all, I love that. I love anytime someone finds their passion and they're like, you know what, I'm going to actually take this a little step further and do something else with that. (laughs) So first, because people that are listening that are not into science, they hear STEM all the time. So can you just, one, define what STEM is for anyone that's listening that may not even know what STEM is?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, STEM is just an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. So all of those fields that we all studied and took classes in from Elementary school through college, those are considered the STEM fields. And there's a really big push. For STEM education right now, especially for younger students, because these are the fields that are taking us into the future. You look at things like aerospace engineering with space travel and space desperation and jobs at NASA. You look at the medical fields and bioengineering. Uh, you look at the tech fields, right, with coding and different things that are happening right now in the tech industry. These are the, fu- these are the jobs that are reshaping our futures. And so it's really important to not only have just general involvement into them so that we can be able to continue to innovate as as humanity, but to be able to get diverse voices in those fields too, so that our voices and our needs and the things that we need to really be able to assist our communities are represented in those fields as well. And so that's why there's a big push for diversity in STEM and really trying to encourage more minority uh, and uh, gender uh, uh, equity as well too, getting more women involved in STEM fields as well. So that's why there's a really big push and you're probably hearing STEM education being talked about uh, universally now.
1: Right. And that's why I was asking you to define it, because me, I know, but mm-hmm. I don't know it like that. So thank you for yeah. giving us that very detailed explanation. And I think that a lot of like you said, because I also I teach at a, a local college here in Houston. And I know that a lot of students come in and they're like, well, I I have to go to STEM. They told me in high school, I need to go to STEM. I need to go to STEM. So I love that you are bringing awareness to that as well. Now, let me just ask you this as a little sidebar about your whole career and things like that. Growing up, I know you said you always had a wanting for wildlife and and things in, in that category, but what were you envisioning you were going to be doing as an adult when you were your younger self?
0: Yeah. So it was, it's really crazy because I envisioned myself doing a lot of different things, uh, and you know, I, I my background I'm half Nigerian, half Cameroonian. So my mom's side's from Cameroon, my dad's side's from Nigeria. And I was raised in Cameroon uh, when I was younger. I lived there for about five years uh, before coming to the state before coming back to the states uh, for elementary school. And so I come from a very African background, right? And we all know African parents uh, very prideful and very uh, lo- looking to get our get their uh, their children involved into you know you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be engineer right? And that's like the only mindset kind of tunnel vision. And so I always kind of had that focus of education. But ironically, on the side as well, too, I was always into arts and entertainment. Music was always a big passion of mine ever since elementary school. And so I was performing as a music artist. I was writing. I was producing. That was an area that I just loved naturally. So I've always been a big music head, hence the hip hop science Culmination, but I never really looked at that as a creative outlet or as an opportunity where I can really pursue or have any success in. I was always kind of education focused. So, all throughout high school and then to college, getting my degree. And then once I graduated and I was working professionally and I was living on my own, doing my own thing, I realized I'd never really given my creative outlets. Uh, Really, an opportunity to thrive. I wanted to be able to see what I can do on the creative side. And that's really what drove me out of engineering because I wanted to be able to pursue the creative elements. And so, creativity was always an element that I always desired and always looked to achieve when I was younger. I just never had that outlet for it. And it wasn't until I got older that I really got that appreciation and had the opportunities to really be able to express my artistic side. And I think that happens to a lot of students where they feel pigeonholed and they feel like you could only be one thing or another. And that's another thing I like to highlight is that you can be multi-talented. You can be well-versed into multiple different areas. You can love dance and music and hip-hop and fashion, but still be educated as well, too. Still be smart. Still be into tech. Still be into coding. All these different things. It's not like you have to be a nerd or and, and nothing else or, or vice versa. And so I really try to highlight that. And I've always tried to be a reflection of that. And really the hip-hop science, it was a combination of the two different things that I love: the sciences and then arts and entertainment. And to be able to fuse them was me really being able to be my true authentic self.
1: That is so I love that answer. I love that. I love that. Okay, and we're gonna have video of this as well. But for anyone that's listening to the show, let me just tell you, so Maynard is like super handsome, young, hip looking, like When we're saying Bill Nye, the science guy, he is not like that at all. Like Bill Nye was (laughs) older. And I think that that's great that you do have that look. And like you said, you're like, hey... You can be smart and fashionable. You can be cute and still smart. You don't have to be complete outcast. So for people who feel like, well, I don't wanna go into that because then now I'm gonna be like the nerd or whatever. I'm glad that, you know, we're breaking those barriers down. Like, hey, no, smart is still like, you can be smart and fine. Like that's, (laughs) we're breaking those barriers. Kudos to you on that. Okay, so you have all these awesome ideas in your head. You're like, oh, okay, I do all these artsy things. Oh, I'm also in science. How did you come up with the idea? Like, what was the first thing that you did where you're like, hmm, I think this might be something I'm going to do as a character now? So what was that thought process and what was the first thing that you did?
0: I remember that day, like, to the T. So I kind of had... That I guess, like I mentioned earlier, I'd always kind of been one foot in, one foot out, right? And never really found a way to universally be able to express myself. So when I was working as an engineer, in my artistic side, I kind of kept hidden. That was something I did at home. And, you know, I didn't really showcase that to like my coworkers. I didn't tell them about the creative things that I was doing on the side. I was going to auditions and I was uh, looking to get into film and commercial and theater work and stuff along with the music. And so when I left engineering, Then I dove completely into the artistic side. I was arts entertainment and I was trying to put my engineering nerd side uh, away, right? I was trying to tuck that away. So I was like, I was doing music and I was going to auditions and I was fully involved into the arts here in Los Angeles. And I'd always find times that I was connected with my friends or other people that I'd come across. And my nerd I would always spill out, right? I'd always be talking about random things going on in the world of science or new things that I watched or watching a movie and breaking down the science within that. Like, that was always me. And in everyday conversations, I would have that. And people would be like, why do you know this? Or how do you know this information? Like, this is random, right? And that started to really click with me. I was like, I do have this weird wheelhouse of knowledge in a lot of different areas and it's really kind of demystifies and it's different from what people would look at as as a rapper or as an entertainer and so i came up with this kind of sketch idea of playing that character right somebody that was authentically me which was this kind of weird quirky nerd That was into hip hop and pop culture and all these different things that people wouldn't normally think about. And that's really how the hip hop MD character came about was really just a sketch idea. And I started to do a series of videos on YouTube of me just talking about random scientific subjects and probably like inappropriate situations. And there was just this really kind of humorous side and humorous element to it. And from there, it just started to snowball. Some of the videos that I did went viral and got some good traction and got good attention and I started to realize that people were actually learning information from these videos and I've always been the type to even within music, right? I've always been somebody that's been into lyrics, right? And really be able to speak something, have a message, deliver a message, right? So you don't just walk away and, and feel entertained, but you also feel like you're empowered. You learn something. And I wanted to be able to do that with media as well. And so hip hop science was a fusion of pop culture, arts, entertainment, all these different things that we would digest on a regular basis through social media, but now you're walking away and you're feeling educated. You're feeling like you learned something. You're like, oh, I didn't know this about energy. I didn't know this about light pollution. I didn't know this about wildlife. And really that's how the hip hop science platform came to be. And so started out as that sketch idea and then just snowballed into this whole STEM outreach platform right now where I use music, entertainment, and comedy as tools to educate. And I'm able to inspire and spark curiosity, host science TV shows, do a lot of crazy content on social media, work with a lot of different tech companies and really try to bring this love and this curiosity and this passion for science to pop culture.
1: Okay, great. Now, let me ask you this. So, a lot of times when we have this great, awesome idea in our head and we start rolling with it, the worst feedback you get is always from the people closest to you. So, <laughs> you always see it seems like complete strangers will be like, you know what? I- that, but your friends or family or people will be like, mm, I don't know, I'm not feeling this. So, did you get any negative feedback from any of your friends, or maybe not even negative feedback, but just like a kind of a questioning, like, are you sure you want to do this from any of your loved ones? Yeah,
0: I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily negative feedback or pushback because I felt I was in a really unique situation, right? Where I'd done all these different things in my career, especially as an engineer. And going through university and getting my scholarship and all these different things, right? I felt professionally I'd put myself into this place. And then when I left my job to go to Hollywood and pursue entertainment, that was probably the part where I got pushed back. People were like, are you really going to leave this great job? You're making, you're making good money. You're going to leave now to become a struggling artist, right? Like that was a part that people initially were questioning, right? But once they saw that I actually made that leap, uh, it really was kind of this, uh, it really sparked this kind of love and this desire. People would look at me and they're like, you know, I'm really motivated. I feel inspired now to really be able to change my career, pursue the different things that I want to pursue. And then by the time I started doing the hip hop science platform, at first, when I told people, I was like, they're like, what? This guy seems weird. But when they saw the content, People really gravitated towards it really from the get-go. People were like, oh, this is witty. This is new. This is interesting. And I think that came from a position where, and I talk uh, talk about this a lot when I do a lot of my speaking uh, events and different things with students especially, we always kind of have this natural curiosity for the world around us. I think we all naturally are scientists, right? We all naturally kind of have this energy towards these fields, but, you know, we grow up in math and biology and all these different fields are taught to us in a way that we don't feel connected to it. And so we tend to walk away, or we feel like oh, I'm not good at that, or I'm not smart enough, right? But these are things that we utilize in every single day to day life. And I think the way if, by making it more relatable, and kind of showcasing that connection and tying it in with pop culture and fashion and music and all these different things, you now bring out this love, this natural curiosity for it. And so I definitely felt supported in my move. I felt supported in my decisions. And by the time I started putting that content, people were like, this is awesome. And this is you, this is who you are. And really, I think that sat well with a lot of people, especially the people that are close to me, because they knew that I was doing something that I was passionate about.
1: Okay. That's great. And that's what I always say, proximity, because I need my circle to believe in whatever I have. So yeah, it was kind of like I've proved myself, you guys. I've done all these different things. So you know, if I say I'm gonna do something, Maynor's gonna get it done. Yeah. <laughs> they probably just believe. They were like, yeah, well, he can do anything. So if anybody can do it, it's gonna be him. That's great. But yeah. yes, that's awesome too. Having that support system, I can't express how important proximity and having the right people around you is in life, whatever it is that you want to do. I kind of had a question I wanted to sidebar on, and I actually wrote it down before you even started talking. So that's so funny, but I wanted to talk about for anyone that has a student, Or if it is someone that is maybe a student or someone that is trying to figure out what they want to do in life, and they have a desire. They like science or they like math, but they are struggling, the numbers just never makes sense or the content is just not there what do you do whenever you're mentoring and talking to you know the youth and that's their opinion where they're saying like hey i would love to be an engineer but i just can't get the math or i can't figure out the al- i'm already struggling with algebra too i don't even know if i can get to the higher maps what's some advice that you give to those people that may not be strong in those subjects but have a desire to Go forth with that career?
0: That's a fantastic question. And that's one of the top things and questions I get asked a lot. And, and that's really common, right? People go through that. And even I went through that as well, too, regardless of how smart I thought I was or how much information I knew or studied or researched, I had a difficult time, especially in college. And you know, I was valedictorian in my high school. And by the time I got to college, I was like, this is going to be easy. I can knock this out. And then I get to college and you're around all these other smart people that come from all across the country and the globe. And then now I'm over here in the lab, like studying weight. I'm like, how are they getting this so quick? I'm over here just doing all-nighters and everything. And still this material is not like, I'm still not able to grasp these concepts. Right? And I had to put hard work and effort day in, day out in order to be able to graduate and be able to get in that position. And so what I tell students, especially that have that hard time and that difficulty struggling with it, what part of it is how we're taught, right? our education system, uh, especially in elementary school. A lot of times we're just given books or we're given material and you're just told to memorize this, read this. You don't really make a unique connection to it. And to me, it's all about making that connection, finding that relatability and be able to showcase that this is not something that's just outside of your wheelhouse. Or this is something that you now have to extend yourself out into a whole nother mindset in order to be able to understand you're doing scientific things in every single day to day life. And so that's one of the things I highlight is the science and everything that's around us. Uh, I had kind of one popular phrase when I was made this comparison to Drake and wave-particle duality, right? The concept or the physics concept that light can behave as a particle and light can also behave as a wave, right? And I talked about Drake is, but very similar to that. Drake can rap and he can sing at the same time, right? And so you make these unique connections to areas of physics that really kind of seem overly complex, but when you break it down into that format, now you're like, oh, I get this, I understand that relation. And so fusing in pop culture, fusing in music, and then fusing it into the day-to-day things that we do. Students, a lot of times, are athletes. They're playing football. They're playing basketball. They're doing all these different things after school activities. And to be able to make connections, you're doing physics activities while you're playing while you're playing whatever sport you're playing. If you are in football, right, you have to know about aerodynamics. You have to know about gravity. All these different things affect the work that you do as an athlete. Uh, your physiology, your body, things you consume. Food energy, right, how your food is processed in your body and how nutrients work, all these different things that you have to know as an athlete are elements of science. And really, when you put it into that term or into those terms, students now make a more profound connection to it and a more profound understanding. And so a lot of times I really just preach of thinking outside the box, making connections to the day to day things that you do. What do you appreciate? What do you find humor in? What do you find a passion in or a desire in that's outside of these elements and find ways to make those connections? I think that goes such a long way in being able to now uplift people's understanding about it and make a deeper connection to that subject matter, because you're just throwing a book at you and told to memorize, then you are naturally going to feel, I don't get this. Nobody's really making this in a way that I can be more familiar with it and know how this plays a role in the things that I do. And you know, we go always grew up with the kind of common phrase of, oh, when am I ever going to use this, right? That's one thing we always say when we're in classrooms. But you realize you use these concepts every single day. And if we could find ways to be able to make that more relatable, find ways to be able to do more hands-on activities where you can make unique connections, showcase how these jobs are influencing your day-to-day lives and the things that you do when it comes to climate change and global warming and how it has an impact on you as an individual, that goes such a long way in making a deeper connection and making it more relatable and showcasing to them, particularly students, that you use these elements in every single thing that you do and you are capable of having a deeper understanding of them.
1: That is a great answer. Thank you for that. Yes. And I love that. So one, if you guys have someone, please share this episode with them because it's so important. And just that completely different outlook on it. And like, even for me, I'm like, oh, because my daughter just started this is she's in her first semester of college and she Mm -hmm. wants to go into a science and i know that i'm and i'm trying you know i'm trying to be the supportive mom because she kind of struggled with her sciences in high school and i'm just like oh my gosh and you want to major in a science Mm -hmm. for college and i want to push her so i'm definitely gonna be like okay listen now i talked to the pop md and this is what he told us to do (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and and make sure and make sure to tell her because a lot of times people feel that way too. They feel, oh, I struggled with this in high school. I, I'm not going to be able to do this when I get to uh, college or or even uh, higher education, getting your PhD and all these different things. You have plenty of people out here that have PhDs that are the smartest people in the world. Getting higher education doesn't mean you're a genius. Doesn't mean that you have to be the smartest person in the room. Hard work goes a long way and really be able to pursue those degrees and having a passion, right, for those areas actually goes a long way as well, too. If you really know the purpose behind why you're doing the work, how it's going to impact not only you, but your community, the world around you, that really